Yes, I say, 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 Balls! Maybe. What did you just say? A sports podcast! Buddha! <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. podcast with balls about balls. We are your hosts. I'm Buddha. It's your boy Dylan. Dylan, 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 Dylan. It's Will. This man about contributed as much as he did last time on mute. The fuck? <laughs> and it's now taking Amy facts and full of facts. This episode is brought to you by Scrotum. Whoa, what? <laughs> All right. Well, this is how we're starting episode 201. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not even going to get into what your name says on this uh, video <laughs> chat. Yeah, let's not do that. We're going to get some phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> not we. Who's who's we going to get some phone calls? You, uh, you. <laughs> bro, your phone number is attached to our uh, to our contact us. Yeah, I'm going to forward all calls to you, but I'll... <laughs> don't give them my contact information. They go get it as me. <sighs> Anyways, how y'all boys doing? How y'all living? Dylan, we missed you for our 200th episode. I'm glad. <laughs> if it ain't directed directly at me, I don't respect it. What? I was saying lyrics to the Jay-Z song. Oh, shut your ass up. It's ain't underrated bars of fame yet. Oh, oh, wow. My. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, let's get right to this shit, y'all boys. Um, this weekend was one of the busiest weekends in wrestling. Oh, it's one of the, one of the busiest weekends in wrestling. Um, it was SummerSlam weekend. So, uh, I'm kind of going to go over the events of that week. I might as well go in chronological order. So Friday night was, uh, the second episode ever of AEW's new show, uh, Rampage. So it takes place right after SmackDown goes off the air at 10. It's just a one-hour show, all wrestling, not a bunch of bullshit. Like, So it's cool because you get to see some secondary storylines play out and shit like that. Mm. Um, or get some extra love that you know might be needed. Um, but anyway, so the second episode happened to be in Chicago. And it marked the AEW debut of CM Punk. Um, after after seven years since his last time in a wrestling ring, um, he made his debut. And honestly, it, it's I'm sure it might be some recency bias here, but it's probably in the top five of biggest pops from a crowd ever. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like, 
like a couple others I can think of off the off the bat, you know, like when Triple H returned from injury in 2002 after mm. them uh them quad his quad was torn off the bone and shit, like that was a huge pop. Uh Daniel Bryan winning the titles at WrestleMania was a giant pop. Uh Kofi when he him like there's a, there's there's a few, but like this reaction was something special. Um you know it, he's CM Punk's from Chicago, so it had that little extra umph to it. And right. um, yeah, I mean, you had you had people in the audience, you know, crying, like because I imagine to them a lot of times it's like it's like watching your favorite team win the Super Bowl. You haven't really you know had much to cheer for, and now finally, like they they win it all, like or you know, it's something that maybe. You know, because we understand what CM Punk stands for. You know, the sobriety and stuff. He's straight edge and all that kind of stuff. And right. I'm sure, I'm sure people kind of looked up to him in that regard too. And this is, you know, I'm sure he's a hero to some people. So, um, but such an amazing reaction uh, brought tears to his eyes as well. And um, you know, he got in the ring and kind of gave a a good ten minute promo. You know, he sat down in the ring like he did when he dropped his infamous pipe bomb uh, in WWE. And, um, yeah, he kind of just let everybody know why he decided to go to go to AEW. And, you know, he without naming WWE, he, he said, I knew I wasn't going to get better and heal if I went back to the place that got me sick in the first place. Um, because... People don't know, like, WWE was was killing this man. They had him wrestling injured constantly, like, through broken ribs, through concussions, all this kind of stuff. And yeah, refu- re- refusing yeah. to give him time off and then bury him when he spoke out against them. Um, remember the last time we saw, last time we saw CM Punk uh, in a wrestling ring was the 2014 Royal Rumble. And wow. that's when... You know, he was about to be in the, the final four and Kane grabbed him off the top. Kane was already eliminated, grabbed him and th- pulled him out of off of the top rope out of the match, kind of dicking him over. And that was that was that was when CM Punk had enough. So, um, you know, him coming back and kind of just letting people know, like, look, if you are mad at me, if you feel like I let you down, like I get it. But please just try to understand, like, where I was coming from in this whole situation. The crowd loved it. He he gave props to a lot of the young guys, uh, you know, as being the the catalyst for him wanting to return. He was like, you know, if I had been surrounded by this much talent ten years ago, I probably never would have left. And um, you know, he mentioned how when he left, <clears throat> sorry, when he left Ring of Honor in two thousand and five, uh, he said that was when he, in his mind, retired from professional wrestling. Which, because because when you go to WWE, you're no longer a professional wrestler. But they don't say they sports entertainer. Yeah. Um. So he was like, you know, in August two thousand or whatever date two thousand five, I retired from professional wrestling, and on August twentieth, twenty twenty one, I'm back. You know, and he was talking about he can't wait to work with some of the younger guys, and uh, especially he he called out Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Was- then boy, that's a bad motherfucker. Darby right Allen's there. a bad boy, and I love how he's with Sting. Like Sting is kind of just being the mentor. Yeah, that should look crazy to him because, like, character-wise, like they're very similar. 
And uh, so, yeah, seeing Sting and Darby up in the rafters as CM Punk was talking to them was pretty dope. Uh, CM Punk's first match is going to be against Darby Allen at um, their uh, uh, AEW All or Nothing event. Um, that's the pay-per-view on September 5th. I got to go now. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Facts. So, so looking <laughs> – yeah, looking looking forward to that for sure. Um, AEW is doing a lot of the right things right now, and um, I imagine we're going to be seeing some influx here soon, especially with reports that Bray Wyatt will be signing with AEW once he's allowed to, um, and and the fact that as of as of this Friday, uh, Adam Cole is no longer under contract with WWE. Bro, AEW is out here, bro. You do realize, you do realize AEW is about to now become when we're when the, like our kids are growing up. The, AEW is about to be the shit. They're gonna be talking about AEW, AEW that we were talking about WWE. Facts, and and this could come back to haunt me saying this, but I have no doubt in my mind that Adam Cole is going to AEW. His longtime girlfriend is the AEW Women's Champion. Uh, Britt Baker, and he's like best friends with the Young Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega. Like they've been boys because they were all part of the Bullet Club in Japan. Like, yep. it's yeah, it's, it's on. It's over. <laughs> and is that? And, and was he on one of those like sixty days or is he on like a nine? No, no, no. Because it's his contract is expiring, so he's not getting released. So his contract is done, so he can immediately jump somewhere if he wants to. Nice. So, so technically, if his contract expires on Friday, he could show up to AEW Friday night if he wanted to. They probably, yeah, they probably wouldn't do that. They probably hold him off for a little bit until they until they have like a story ready for him, um, because they don't know he could very well re-sign uh, to WWE depending on what stories they present to him. Like, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. Um, but I just really don't see that happening at all. Like I'd put my confidence probably at ninety five five. Wow, wow, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So that was Friday night, which led into Saturday, uh, which was Survivor Series for WWE. Um. We're gonna go over everything. There's good. There's bad. Um. So I'll start with the picks. Now I will say this. Uh. Dylan Dylan won the picks, and I'm gonna say with a giant asterisk next to it. Bro, I didn't even buy. I sent you the picks before I even bought the damn thing to to I, be able. To I'm j- but we have a wrestling chat. I don't know what you could have seen on Bleacher Report. Hey, hey, hey! I'm just, I'm just. I would not be fair if I didn't say that I didn't receive your picks until 10:30 at night when the pay per view was 90 percent over. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> And I had so, the pay per view or so, seen so, Okay, I'm just saying. I, our fellow co host deserved the truth. Okay? <laughs> he snapped me. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> just say you don't do me. Huh? What'd you say? I said, just say y'all don't believe me. And that's- oh, I, believe I didn't you. say I that. No, you, I'm just, I'm just oh, giving sure. you a hard time, bro. I'm just giving you a hard time because I believe you didn't because you were busy that day. That's so, me. yeah. So, so Dylan won. Uh, he went nine and one with his picks. Uh, I went eight and two with the picks. And then Nels went six and four. Willie 
went five and five. Shit. Oh, thank God I was in last place. Jesus. All right. So I'm going to go through the card and uh, we'll, you know, we'll discuss what's, uh, what's happened. Shit. Hold on. I'm just pulling this up. Okay. So we'll start with the pre-show. Uh, this wasn't one of the matches we picked because we didn't really know it was going to happen. Um, Big E defeated Baron Corbin. I mean, the match was cool. You know, it, it, I like I like both of them. Like, it, it was just a typical match that you would probably see. Um, and you like that shit. Anywhere, you feel me? And you like that shit. Who? You. Is it, ah. what is that? Yeah, you I mean, definitely yeah. hit us with a... <laughs> it wasn't it's because it, it wasn't like paper it wasn't a pay-per-view quality match in my opinion and it, it only disappoints me because I, i'm a fan of both of them and i know they can deliver those matches uh, yeah so after that so to start off the the main card for the raw tag team championships uh aj styles and almost uh versus rk bro rk bro win the tag titles uh they are a, a, a dynamic duo now. And, um, yeah, that was a good match. Fun to watch. It was good seeing the power dynamic with Omos. And, and everybody, yeah, it was just real crisp, but finished it with Randy Orton RKOing AJ Styles uh, as it should. And, yeah. So after Shout that. Shout out to RK, bro. So <laughs> after that, we had the first trash match of, trash match of the night. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. I hate the story. I hated the match even more. Eva Marie is so bad in the ring. Um, How bad is she? The worst. <laughs> huh? How bad? He said, "How bad is she?" <laughs> like you know, oh. like when you like when you say on uh, what is that? Wilding out when they're like, "So and so is so bad." How bad is she? That's what I was going for. It missed. It's okay. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> That's my bad. Um, no, no, no. So, no, so uh, yes, yeah, so that match was horrible. Uh, Alexa Bliss won as we knew she was going to, uh, and it looks like uh, Piper Niven, who even Maria was calling Dewdrop, is done with even Marie. So, I'm sure that's gonna be a storyline, but don't really care. Um, so anyways, after that match, we had for the United States championship, uh, Damian Priest versus Sheamus, uh, Damian Priest wins the title here from Sheamus, a very hard hitting match. It looked like Damian Priest hurt his back early on in the match, but was able to tough it out and, uh, and get through it and, and win. It was, it was a really good hard hitting match. It definitely got the crowd back into things after that trash match that they had just witnessed prior to the boo fest, if you will. Yes. Um, after that, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. The uh, Usos beat the Mysterios to retain their titles. Um, I thought this would be when Dominic turned on Dad, but hasn't happened yet. I think it's going to because Ray definitely got fucked up at the end of the match and ate the pin and shit. So I think the heel turn for Dom is is coming up here shortly. It's, inev- it's inevitable. Right, but it was definitely it was a good entertaining match for sure. Um, okay, so now we got some bad things to talk about. So up next was the scheduled SmackDown Women's Championship match between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. However, 
uh, it was announced, as I had mentioned la- on last week's show, uh, Sasha Banks was not able to perform, um, with most speculating that it was COVID-related as to why that uh-huh. didn't happen. Because they were both pulled from live events, and then uh, Bianca was able to show up for SmackDown, and Sasha was not there. I imagine because Sasha, uh, Bianca was probably a close contact, and they held her for a couple of days to make sure she tested negative a couple of times um, before bringing her back. So, so Bianca is already out in the ring when they announced that this match isn't happening in Sasha's place is going to be Carmella. Carmella comes out and everybody's like, ah, boo, we have to see this shit again. We've just seen these two fight for the women's championship, like three times in a row on SmackDown. Um, but before that match can get underway, Becky Lynch's music hits, um, huge pop from the crowd. Awesome to have her back. We knew it was impending. I thought it was going to be, um, on raw, you know, after Charlotte wins, um, because they're kind of depleted over there. Star power wise, uh, when SmackDown is really already a stacked roster. Um, but Becky Lynch comes back. Okay. Maybe it's just a one-off match and, um, it's going to be for the women's championship. Okay. Bianca's going to defend. And then, um, Becky reaches out her hand to shake Bianca's hand. Bianca goes to shake it, and Becky hits her with a cheap shot, followed by her finisher. And one, <clears> two, <throat> three. Um, in 25 seconds, Bianca Belair, who they've you know been supposed to be building up, just loses her title, squashed. Um, so, so I don't like I have a couple. I have a couple things. Um, <sighs> Becky's clearly back as a heel, which makes sense. If she's going to be on SmackDown, I get that too because Seth Rollins, her husband, is on SmackDown. I imagine it makes it easier to take care of the baby if they can have the baby on the road with them. Yeah. And they're, someone's always there with the baby. Yeah. Um, whereas if they're, on, if they're on two separate brands, it's kind of harder because they're on different travel schedules. True. Um, but I don't like... I even like that they had this title match. Um, And I honestly, I wouldn't have been overly upset if Becky won on some heel Mm. shit, on some heel cheating shit after after a great match. Because let's not forget, Becky didn't lose her title. Becky got pregnant and she relinquished her title. Um, That was the Raw Women's Championship, yes, but... You know, if she is on SmackDown, it makes sense that she's instantly in the title picture because she is the most over woman in professional wrestling, pretty much. The man gimmick really became something huge. Um, but uh, but uh, I don't like how they did this. I don't think that it was right to do this to Bianca, who you're really still introducing to casual wrestling watchers. You know, people that have been following her in NXT and have been following her career on the main roster so far, like, we know what she is, but for some of these people that are only tuning in for these big pay-per-views who maybe just saw her for the first time at WrestleMania when she fought for the title against Sasha, like you're still introducing people to who she is. Cause now that just looks like a fluke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like you lost in 25 seconds. Yeah. It's not, and it's like- not like, and it's not like you weren't prepared to fight somebody. Yeah, that's wild. That is, you know, when you're breaking it down like that, that is hella wild. You did make her look super weak. Yeah, it just diminished everything she has just done over the past four months. 
It's almost like a flat. It's almost like a flashback to when uh, was that Bret Hart who lost to Yokozuna in the wrestle in WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, and then freaking Hulk Hogan comes out and beats Yokozuna in like ten seconds. Yeah, and that was yeah, like a big deal, bro. So like it's something like that, and like I try to I try to make sense of it in my head, right? Because this is this is SmackDown, and like I know SmackDown's been killing it storyline wise. So like, this is so out of left field from them. So it's either a Vince kind of overruled them and said, no, this is happening. Or it was a situation where maybe the story they're going to tell is okay. Bianca got cheap shotted and they're going to sell that hard that she got cheap shotted. And uh, it would just get caught real quick. One, two, three, you know, whatever. And maybe this leads to them feuding Becky, Becky ultimately retaining. And then, you know, they have their draft coming up in October, I believe. And maybe they're dra- going to draft uh, Bianca over there to get the title off of Charlotte. Okay. Sorry, spoiler alert for how that match is going to go later, but we all saw it coming. Yeah, um, we did. Come on. Um, so, so, yeah, so maybe if that's a story they're telling, cool, I'll, you know, I'll sit here and watch and I'll see what they're going to do with it. But I hate how it happened. It didn't look, make Bianca look good. I'm not a fan of that uh, whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, we can... We can move on from there. Unless you guys have anything else to add. No, I just wanted to say that you did a phenomenal job. Well, you're doing a phenomenal job thus far. You're doing great, Thanks. man. Keep it up. Thanks, my guy. No um, worries, my dude. So up next, we had another uh, shitty match. Probably made worse with the fans uh, already being upset after what they just saw uh, <laughs> happen to Bianca. I mean, especially because like you ruined such a good moment with Becky coming back to just – yeah, have it be a quick to end flat like that. Just I, I don't know what the thought process was there. It just didn't make. It sense. was just ass backwards, B. Yeah, yeah. But um, but anyways, up next, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Jahinder Mahal's Jinder, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> um, yeah, Drew McIntyre won, and hopefully, it's the end of that the match. <laughs> was uh, like I don't. I, it's like why? What are y'all doing? What was what was the reason? What was the reason? I, I don't know. Gender took his sword one time. What? I don't know. That's basically basically it. Sword. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, the triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship, as I already kind of spoiled, Charlotte Flair defeats uh, Rhea Charlotte. Ripley and and Nikki Ash. Um. Yeah, I mean, we all we all kind of figured this was going to happen. Nikki Ash, that gimmick isn't working, especially for a championship run. Um, Rhea's kind of just stuck right now in limbo until they figure out what they're going to do with her. And yeah, they just love giving the title to Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte is now a twelve-time uh, women's champion, thirteen or fourteen rather, if you count her two NXT championships. Um, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you feel about that, Buddha? I don't like it. I already talked about it last week. I don't like it. I, I'm not a fan that they continuously just dump her down our throats. I get it. She's great in the ring. However, she really doesn't like to sell for people. Um. So, as great as a tech of a technician as she might be, she doesn't like to sell for people. She's selfish in the ring. Um. 
I feel like she tries to make sure the focus is only on her instead of making her opponent look good. I think her promo skills are great um, when she's a heel. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of other women on the roster who deserve a shot. And they just constantly keep going back to the well with Charlotte, and I don't I don't get it. And instead of, like, trying to build up some of these younger talent, they release them for budget cuts so that they can pay fucking Goldberg to come back. We'll get mm-hmm. to that. Um, but, yeah, so I'm not, not a fan of it. So, too yeah. many belts, man. They could have like spaced out her belts. Yeah. We knew she was gonna get a shitload of belts anyway, but it's like, come on, my G. Well, like, yo, you've been on the main roster five years. Say again? They could have tried to make it seem like it was tough for her a little bit. Like it just like Fe- it just, yo, effortless. She's she has made everyone look like shit. Like she is shit she there's WWE has made it to where it's Charlotte Flair and then everyone else, which is ridiculous. Because no personally, because personally, I think Sasha Banks is the best all-around performer in WWE. Oh, easily. I like that. Like from every corner and aspect of the game, Bianca Belair is excellent, but she's still very green. Like she's she's still new to this wrestling thing, so there's there's still a lot for her to learn. As great as she is, um, yeah. So. That upsets me, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, up next was the match of the night, undoubtedly. Uh, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Wow. What a fucking great match. I mean, you had Edge come out to the brood music, comes out of the ring of fire with his slit sunglasses on, you mm-hmm. know, ma- makes it about halfway down the ramp, and then his his music the on this day, you know, kicks on. So it's like, ah, it was great. They gave, he gave us everything. Um, Seth Rollins, you know, his usual dripped out self. And they put on a fucking great wrestling match. Um, I probably wouldn't put it on the tracker. I feel like they have better in them. Like as far as best match of the year so far, because there's still, I got, I got five, you know, offhand that I know are better. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it was a great all-around match. Told a great story. That's one thing Edge can really do um, for what he lacks in maybe you know certain technical aspects or you know the power yeah. aspect, like the, his ability to tell a story in the ring. Excellent. It's uh, untouchable. Yeah, and I don't think the rivalry's over. Uh, Edge won in, Edge won with a submission. I don't think that's going to go over well with Seth Rollins. So I don't see that being the end of this feud, which I'm, I'm okay with. I'm good for a couple matches between them because they've now, that, that was their first time ever fighting. You give me a best of three. I'm good with that. I can see uh, that. I fought with that. I fought with that. Um, up next for the WWE championship, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Um, yeah. Lashley won Due to referee stoppage. Wait, what? Yeah, Goldberg, he, inca- he he incapacitated Goldberg with the, uh, you know, all his moves and shit, spears, and he did a lot of damage to the leg. Yeah. <sighs> it was just bad. 
Yeah, it got to where Goldberg, Goldberg was selling. He wasn't able to stand up, so they called for the bell. And then Goldberg's son comes into the ring, and Lashley puts him in, his, in the full Nelson. Puts him to, puts him to sleep. <laughs> which, which means that's lit. Which unfortunately means we're gonna we're gonna have to see Goldberg and Lashley fight again. Uh, rumor is, rumor is that's gonna happen at the Saudi Arabia pay per view, which makes me nervous that Goldberg will win the title there. Goldberg's gonna win the title there. Um, oh, we're, gonna we're gonna see Goldberg with another ring. CM Punk's on AEW. He's getting interviewed by Tony Schiavone. This really feels like WCW to me. Anyways, I'm telling um, you, bro. I'm telling you, it's the vibes. Yeah. All right. So uh, beyond that, so that match was what it was. What we knew it was going to be. Uh, the main event. Universal Championship match, uh, Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Um, as we knew, the Tribal Chief, uh, the head of the table, retained his title. Um, it was cool. Uh, the match, I, I wouldn't call it great. It was it was a good match. Cena is very limited in the ring. Um, he kind of at this point is like overselling stuff and like. I don't know. He's he's overacting a lot, and it was kind of taking away for for me a little bit. But it was a cool match. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the right person won. Cena's gone. But the real highlight of this whole thing was is you know the end of the match. Reigns holding up his title. You know, standing over a, a fallen John Cena. Roman's about to do the "You Can't See Me" in front of Roman or in front of Cena, and then Brock Lesnar's music hits. Uh stadium goes nuts holy shit uh brock lesnar comes out with his ugly ass ponytail jig got like this you don't say that shit in his face though you you fucking right i won't um he's got this little strip of hair up in a ponytail um but he looks to be in great shape though like because i know a couple of his returns he looked a little on like the heavier side but he looks really lean and strong Granted, he was wearing mean, baby. he was wearing a shirt, but uh, but yeah, no, like he was big as fuck. Um, got in the ring, got face to face with Roman, and like I'm very excited. Like this is probably the fifth time that they booked this rivalry, uh, but every single time Brock was heel, Roman was face. This is the first time that Roman is heel, and Brock is kind of the de facto face in the situation. Even though he'll probably act more like a tweener, not giving a fuck. That's how Brock is, um, but. This, the, the change of dynamic, plus where does Paul Heyman fit into this? Yeah, you know, Paul, Paul Heyman's a longtime best friend of Brock Lesnar, but he works for Roman Reigns. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> That's about to be lit, bro. Like, I'm so excited for this. You're so excited you just can't hide it? Right. So I, I don't know what's going to happen, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um so yeah, so that was pump it up. It up. Um, so that was it for for SummerSlam. The last thing that happened over the course of that week, and I'm just going to recap real quick, was uh, NXT Takeover uh, 37. Uh, pretty good card overall. Some really good things happened. Um, Cameron Grimes defeated LA Knight to become the Million Dollar Champion. Uh. Raquel Gonzalez defeated Dakota Kai to retain her NXT Women's Champion. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly beat Adam Cole in the two out of three falls match. 
which we figured would happen. And obviously Adam Cole doing what he needs to do since he's about to be clearing it, making sure his puts his best friend over uh, before he goes. Um, the, the main event, uh, Samoa Joe beat Karrion Cross for the title. Really good match. Glad Samoa Joe is the champ. He's going to do a lot on NXT. Uh, but in my opinion, the match of the night, and that's the reason I'm saving this for last, the NXT UK championship match between Walter and uh, Ilya Dragunov, it is on my list for match of the year. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. I might be hard-pressed to say it's not number one and, like, there right now. Uh, this is probably as close to a perfect match as you can get out of two guys. Um, you could tell they were very familiar with each other. And if you want to talk about a hard-hitting match, like, Walter has the hardest slaps in the WWE. It is a fact. Um, it might be in WWE history. Um and you'll see in the match, Dragonov's whole entire chest looked like hamburger meat. It was just swollen. Uh, they both beat the absolute fuck out of each other. Um, I recommend everybody go watch that fucking match because it was nuts. Um, but Ilya beat Dragonov, or sorry, Ilya beat Walter to become the new um, NXT UK champion, ending Walter's 870 day reign. Wow. 870 days as NXT UK champ. Um, I hope that means we're going to start getting more of Walter on regular NXT because we really only see him for like some of the big pay-per-views that they do. Um, So I'd like to see him more because man, that motherfucker can go. But yeah, so Walter Dragunov. All right, thanks, Buddha, for this moment in wrestling history. Indeed. Um, Willie, you you think you can get everything done in 60 seconds? Easily. All right, we got to time you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, Buddha, you got the timer up? Hold on. Almost there. Willie, are you ready? Super ready. Willie, are you ready? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. All right, and go. All right, LJ Fort, you know he's out for the season, torn ACL. Boom. You know, we got Dustin <laughs> Fields. He said that um, – he said he feels that um, they're disrespecting Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton Andy needs to respect in Chicago. Boom. Um, Gerard Davis is out for two months with an ankle injury. Boom. The Vikings re-signed Everson Griffin, even though he was talking mad cash shit about Kirk Cousins. Boom. He had to apologize. I saw that, right? He had to apologize, yeah. The Raiders have called about um, Khalil Mack, but I don't blame them. They need um, defensive line help. Boom. The Falcons have signed Josh Rosen. Ooh. Fuck this guy. Ooh. No M. <laughs> <laughs> Travis <laughs> is out for the season with a foot injury. Robbie Anderson got signed to a two-year extension, $30 million, with $20 million guaranteed. Teddy Bridgewater is now the starter and the Broncos. Sony Michelle was traded to the LA Rams. And Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, is the starter in 
Jacksonville. So it's official, I, folks. Gardner Minshew can officially take a shit again. <laughs> <laughs> Since he is number two. <laughs> oh well, my. You know, probably in the in the next couple weeks here, uh well actually probably starting next week, we'll have to probably take more than a minute for uh NFL news because that's when the season starts and things are going to get I mean, nuts. We're going we're going to, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to see how much of the news he's going to get in a minute before we get on to what we got to get on to. He said that he'd be able to get all the news in 60 seconds or less. So you got to you got to keep hey, yeah. you got to keep you got to keep your guarantee. Got you, bro. I mean, I think we can go over major news within like 60 seconds, you know. Well, not major, but like you know, like the little minor stuff, like right. such as this guy injured or. Um, a couple of things I wanted to to sprinkle in there. Um, so I don't know if you guys watched the third episode of Hard Knocks. Um, I didn't mention last week the second episode of Hard Knocks because honestly, it was a boring episode. The season's kind of just been boring in general. Yeah, um, been, but the backlash I've been getting from it is that nobody's really liking it. Yeah, it. it's been it's been like Cowboys or something. Yeah. But what was really cool was there's this segment, like the first three minutes of the episode is this long drone shot, a single a single take shot uh, showing the entire uh, Dallas Cowboys practice facility in Frisco, Texas. It's like a huge, like, it's 17 acre. Yeah, it's, it's a whole campus, basically. Um, and they do this incredible drone shot where it goes – you know, over that little entry practice field where they're doing yoga and into the, the indoor practice facility that also I didn't even know holds like a 15,000 seat stadium where high schools play. Um, that's where they practice. And then up through like the little training meeting rooms, the the locker room, uh, the weight room, the outdoor practice facility. Uh, so a beautiful facility, but a beautiful shot. I found out uh, Peter Schrager was saying he had some inside information on it. They had like a three-hour window to get this done in, and they were able to get it done in the fifteenth take. Wow! Jeez. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, also, Aaron Rodgers is going to be back on the Pat McAfee show every Tuesday again this year, like he was last year. I think that'll be interesting, especially for this year, considering what's going on with his future. Um, as we have seen him to be last year on that show and, you know, coming back in his entry press conference for the season. Uh, he's never afraid to speak his mind and say what he's thinking and his different thoughts on things. And, you know, me being an Aaron Rodgers fan, I'm definitely looking forward to that. So, You're an Aaron Rodgers fan? Get out. You're an Aaron Rodgers fan, bro. That's funny. I mean, listen, um, that Dallas Cowboys, um, that Dallas Cowboys uh, facility is definitely fire, especially the fact that they have a whole ass baby stadium and that shit. Right. A whole ass high school games. Wait, so is that where they play the state championship or do they actually some Some of the state championships do play there, yeah. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. I mean, it's nice as hell in there. Yeah, but that's insane, bro. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh it reminds me of uh when you want to say again. 
It reminds you of a girl that you once knew. <laughs> well done. Uh, no, it reminds me of um, you know them them domes that like the South Dakota states and the South Dakotas and the North Dakota states and the North Dakotas be playing it. Mm-hmm. That's what it mm-hmm. reminds me of. It look the same. It look the same. Them boys is out here though, man. Fun, you know. It's crazy. Oh. They got all them amenities, and them boys still trash. Still boo boo. Still booted enough up. So Willie, I don't know if you mentioned. I might have missed it when you gave your minute. Did you mention what's going on with Cam? In the oh, no, I did not. That's I was about okay. To that up. Yeah, go for it. So, all right. So apparently, there was a a, a miscommunication, misunderstanding, a misunderstanding between Cam Newton and the Patriots um, regarding getting tested in offsite facilities. Um. So uh, Cam Cam was traveling. He came. Cam is not vaccinated, just for the record. So the oh, protocols shit. are a lot. The protocols are a lot stricter on um, on players that aren't vaccinated, um, because like if you were vaccinated, if you travel or anything like that, um, you don't have to get tested when you're traveling or anything like that. You just get like whatever random test that they give you uh, sporadically. But when you do travel and you're not vaccinated, you have to take uh, travel tests when you get back, and you have to take them on at the team facilities. They have to be the ones to do the test. Uh, Cam went elsewhere. Um, I believe he didn't even test positive, but because he tested elsewhere, he's now out for five days. Um, this was a rule that the NFL knew about, the Patriots knew about, and the NFL PA knew about. Don't know how Cam did it. So that's a little confusing to me. Um, but what's really bad about this, and, you know, I am of the mind, hey, you know, your choice if you want to get the vaccine or not. But from the business perspective, it's looking really bad for him right now as far as getting the getting the starting job. Because mm-hmm. apparently apparently today, not only has, has Mac been playing very well in the preseason, uh, today they had a scrimmage practice with the uh, New York Giants, and Mac was playing with the ones, and he I guess he went like thirty five for forty, um, like was hitting like long bomb touchdowns, like he was balling the fuck out, and Cam wasn't allowed to be there. So, and apparently getting and apparently, and I don't know. You guys could say if this means anything because about Belichick. When Mac ran off the field, Belichick gave him a low five as he was running off the field. Oh, well, Belichick probably really anything. Belichick really likes this guy. I think he wanted, you know, the whole thing is is that I think he really likes Cam, and he wants to provide Cam with the opportunity to get to a team after this year. I mean, it's obvious that it's obvious that freaking um, Mac is going to be the guy. It's clear, it's clear as day. Like the only question we ever asked. Wasn't like, oh, is Matt gonna be the guy? We're like, can he be the guy? We watch him in preseason and we see that he can be yeah, the how guy. Long, how long will it take for him to be the yeah, guy? Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's gonna take that long, to be honest with you. So right. shit. He looks like he could start day one. So yeah. now if, if Cam if, if Cam is tripping out like that, the main no the better question is the better question is is you know, how much longer is Bill gonna care? Exactly. How much longer is Bill gonna care? It's the same dude who said, Well, literally went from Nick Saban to Nick Saban Sr. Yeah, <laughs> legit. <laughs> Man, chilling. Like, if you could, if you could play for Saban, 
You would play for Belichick. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody was saying, you know, Mac was the guy that they were saying it depends on what team he goes to. Yeah. And it really did. That's what they said. They said it depends what team he goes to. He has the potential to be really good, but the team that he's on matters. And when you go from a sit, when you go from first and foremost, so I was reading a, uh, I was reading a, uh, not reading, but listening to an audio book about um, Nick Saban and Bear Bryant. Uh, it's called Chasing the Bear, and it pretty much covers it covers in parallels Bear Bryant's journey to five national championships and Nick Saban's journey to six national championships. And one of the chapters they explicitly talk about his relationship with Bill Belichick. So, I got a couple of things I got to say. Number one, you know, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban created their own system for what they look for in athletes. And what they said is Nick Saban kind of messed around. He tinkered with it a little bit so it could fit like the college confines. But they said Uh that he's been using it since day one. Michigan State, LSU, now Alabama. Like, he looks for specific, particular guys to fit how he wants his defense to be played. And he said that him and Belichick damn near run the same defensive system. And the thing about it is, is like Saban and Belichick, what people don't realize is the offensive side of the ball, contrary to popular belief, is the easier side of the ball. You you dictate all of the action. So if you get up one day and you say, I want to play smash mouth football, that's nothing for you to get the personnel to play smash mouth football. If you want to go do air raid, that's nothing for you to get the personnel to do air raid. If you want to go spread and you want to do spread with wing techniques or whatever the case you want to do, you can do that. It's not really that tough for you to make that adjustment. So you have these minds like Saban. You have these minds like Belichick. And Belichick is sitting here thinking to himself like, damn. Because he said it before. Brady's number one attribute is his decision making. His second best attribute is his ability to manipulate the pocket. Matt yeah. Jones does both of them bitches. His decision-making is quick. It's out of there. It gets out of his head. He doesn't second-guess. It is what it is. And there was a play that I watched where Matt Jones had about like 10 yards of free space. He moves up in the pocket and throws the ball for a <laughs> 20-yard gain because ball travel faster than feet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he went to the right team. That's what it's looking like right now. He went to the right team. It was a perfect system for him. He went right. to the right team. They've been saying that. Um, I just want to say real quick, sorry. Uh, CM Punk just teased Daniel Bryan to uh, AEW. He just what? He teased Daniel Bryan to AEW. Um, <laughs> apparently, when he was in the ring and they were interviewing him, the crowd started doing yes chants. Yeah. He said he said you might just need to be a little bit more patient. Oh shit. Mm. <laughs> AEW snapper. Um, um see, was there anything else football related? Oh, that that's pretty much it. Oh, I mean the NFL top one hundred list, but that shit been trash. I'm not gonna lie to you. Is it done? Is it is have they gotten to the top the top ten yet? No, they're they're still at one. Oh, no, they're they're at the top ten, but they haven't done the top ten. Ah, uh, okay, got you. But I just want to say that Lamar Jackson was twenty nine. What? Twenty nine, bro. Wow. 
So, uh, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Tr oh, Tredavious White was like in the 90s. I want to say. Yeah. No. He's 95. I was like 90. Yeah, 95, bro. 95? Mm -hmm. 95. Trey White? Trey White. Trey White, bro. A top five corner. That's no debate. That shit was nuts, bro. Wow. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Oh, and then there was also um, no offensive lineman in the first 30. Bro, what are these players rating, bro? Don't know. These because players. I don't know how. Uh, how, how does that voting happen? I don't even understand how that works. The players, like, write their top 100 or something or top 10 or something like that. What happened? Y'all don't like the list? And it gets compiled, compiled like that. What did you say, Devin? Y'all don't like the list? I don't, I don't like. We don't like some of the placement. Like, no, I don't, I don't mind. I thought, I thought the list was pretty great. You thought Trey White deserved to be ninety-five? Trey White, Trey Davis yeah. White. Yeah. I mean, you're the top one hundred. How? Where is he compared to other corners? Was oh. the real question. Um, I let me, let me double check, but. I'm pretty sure you like it's a top 100, but we're talking about every single position, and you're like, you know, it's a lot of positions with a lot of great guys. But I feel like Drake like, White is definitely a top 50 player in the NFL. Yeah, that's. You think that's debatable? You think that's debatable? It could be debatable. There's a lot of great players now. Like a lot of guys won in that list last year. Oh, they they released the top 10. Oh, they did. When did they do yeah. that? I don't know, but it's I I got it right here. They got. Uh, go ahead. No, they got Marlon Humphrey. He was thirty-eight. Mm -hmm. um, Jalen Ramsey was thirteen, respectively. Um, Jamal Adams was thirty-three. Xavier Howard was twenty-four. Oh, Wait. Oh, never mind. Hold on. Wait. Yeah. Like, let's see. Um, Stephon Gilmore was 47. J.C. Jackson was 49. Jair was 41. I don't know. I feel like... Mm. I don't know. I feel like he could be in that 40 to 60 range. Bradbury was 74. Bradbury from... Uh, Giants. Yes, the Giants. He, did have a, he did have a good season. He had an amazing, he had a really good year. Yeah, he had a great season, but I'm not putting him above Trey White. I mean, I feel like it's all, I don't feel like it's because I feel like you're looking at Trey White's whole body of work for his career and what he's been he's able to do. Last season, right? it's, it's uh, I see what you're saying. Okay. No, it, it can't be based, it can't be based on last season because Christian McCaffrey's at like, uh, fucking, where's Christian McCaffrey at? Well, they're basically based off just who he is exactly. They're, for him, for secondary, they're basing on who he is and what he's about, what they expect him to do off of injury. That's what I heard. Him, that's all I heard him say in what they were talking about is they're just expecting him to just blow the roof off the place this year. I got you. But, uh, I, and I was wrong. They didn't release the top 10 yet. That's going to be on the 29th. Uh, but they, they, we know the top 10 
just by alphabetically. They released who the top 10 is, but they didn't say what numbers they are. So the top 10, this is just their names alphabetically. Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, TJ Watt. Where was Aaron Donald? You know what I'm, I'm looking at? I, I said Aaron Donald. He's there. I'm also looking, Aaron. I'm looking at Trey White, and I feel like maybe they're like his 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 um his like his some of his things have dropped off from the year from the years before. So it's like he's still an elite guy, but like like one thing I'm looking at is like his passing ratings a lot allowed. Like his passer rating allowed has went up dramatically since the last the year before that and the year before that. Right. Um, so they may be looking at you know that type of stuff as well. He's gotten more touchdowns scored against him than any other year this year. So you're saying so you're saying that maybe we're looking at it as a as like a lifetime achievement award, and they're looking at it for this year. Yeah, they could have been looking at it for like this year. Like if you look at last year for him, it wasn't as good as the year before that. So it's like right. a lot of these guys are either going up or going down or making the list for the first time. So it's like I don't know. Was he even on, what was he on? Did they say if he was on the list last year? I don't recall off the top of my head. I believe he must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had to have been. He might have just dropped off. But no yeah. one fell. No one fell more than. Oh, actually, you know, he might have fallen more than. Yeah, a lot uh, of guys. Lamar, yeah. A lot of guys were falling. Uh, spot. Lamar fell twenty whatever spots, boo. That's kind of that's kind of wild, bro. Spot, I mean, from your MVP, from your MVP season, he. I mean, it's not like because at the end of the day, we still got to look at the fact that these are we're looking at every single player. At yeah, every yeah. I'm not. Person. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's wild. Like I disagree. I'm just saying that's wild. Like that much of a drop off. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's just to, that's just to show you how many guys are in NFL are actually balling. Like, look at Wagner. Wagner is just his first time even being introduced to the top to NFL 100 in his first year, but he went crazy last year in. in he has all the right to be top. I think he's like top thirty. And then right. Warner, it makes. Oh yeah, Warner, Warner, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, it makes it makes perfect sense. I feel like a lot of guys are stepping up, which makes it. If you were in one of those guys that were up there the year before, you better be really balling for you to keep that spot, or get even low, get, get an even higher spot, or else your ass going to drop off real quick. That's true, because like even like Stephon Diggs was like. Number one in catches and receiving yards, and he's eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did want to mention um, about TJ Watt, uh, I was listening to the Pat McAfee show, and they were saying one of their friends uh, with the uh, the Steelers organization, they said that by the end of probably next week before the season starts, um, we'll see TJ Watt get a contract extension that gets him a guaranteed 100 mil tj watt yeah because they're not basing his contract off of other linebackers they're basing his contract off of uh dns i think like they're looking at like they're looking at like joey bosa's contract they're looking at like those kind of contracts in comparison <clears throat> he's gonna get a good 100 mil guaranteed makes sense and because and because he hasn't been holding out like he's been full participant in all the practices and stuff he just oh, he doesn't go yeah um well yeah he just didn't play in any preseason or anything like that like oh, he didn't play in any of the uh he didn't play in any of the scrimmage games or anything like that he just oh, okay. did um he did actual practice and everything like that he just didn't do like the uh uh 
Yeah. Like okay. seven that on seven sense. or however they do it, eleven on eleven. Okay, I thought he was like a no contact the whole time. No. So uh yeah, so shout out to him, good for him. Uh, but speaking of pay, it actually transitions me perfectly to uh, the UFC. Um, so Jared Cannonier, who is a uh, he's a UFC middleweight, <clears throat> actually a pretty fascinating story. He started at the heavyweight division. Yes, he did. Uh, he was a he was a big boy, and like he wasn't successful in heavyweight, so he went down to light heavyweight. Wasn't successful in light heavyweight, went to middleweight, and he's been on a roll um, at the middleweight because he still has that heavyweight power to him. So he could he could put you out. And, um, yeah, he's, he's got a really good gas tank. But, um, but yeah, so he's uh, a top five in the division, and he, he just won a UFC fight night this past uh, Saturday. Um, he the was main the main. Event. He was the main event, wasn't he? He was the main event. Yep, and um, put on a great fight against Kevin Gastelum. Went to decision, which was expected because Gastelum's a, a tough motherfucker. Um, Izzy couldn't even finish him. Um, so yeah, it, that, that dude's a tough fight. But uh, yeah, he he won it pretty handily though. And after the fight, he was getting interviewed by Daniel Cormier, and Cormier was asking because. Uh, Izzy isn't going to be defending the title against Whitaker until probably the first quarter of next year. So he was asking, Hey, are, are you going to fight? Are you going to take another fight before then? Or are you just going to wait and, you know, hope for the title shot after his next defense? And his response was kind of jarring. He was like, I'm broke. So I need to fight. Which kind of like, was like, Whoa, like set the internet a blaze basically um like how could this guy be broke you know you're fighting on pay-per-views and this that whatever and you know what i think a lot of people don't understand is these guys are are not making the money you're thinking they're making unless they're the the superstars um you know they're lucky if they're walking away with 16,000 17,000 that's why you'll see these fighters cry when they get a a 15,000 uh fight of the night bonus Cause like they just doubled their purse that they didn't think they were going to do like, like that kind of shit, you know, means a lot because when they, when they do their three month, four month training, they don't pay ahead of time for that. That, That's all post fight. Cause they know you're getting a purse for the fight, which is why it's also so important for these fighters to make weight because you lose 30% of your purse guaranteed. If you don't make weight, which is really tough. So, once you get your your purse that you make, your purse for making the fight, and then your other purse if you win the fight, um, you know you have to pay all these trainers, the nutritionist, the you know whatever for whatever different gyms you're going to for your cardio or your Muay Thai or your boxing. You know, like all these different people need to get broke off to where you know your coaches, your ringmen, you know, or cornermen. Sorry, and. So when it's all said and done, you're really walking away with not much. So where most of these fighters, they're they're getting paid forty, fifty thousand a year, which isn't a lot. You know, you really can't do too much. And you know, he was talking about, yeah, like he was talking about. He's like, look, 
you know, he was on the, the Ariel Hawani show, uh, the MMA hour. And, and he was like clarifying what he means by that. He's like, look, he's like, it's not like I'm on the street, you know, begging for money or anything like that. He was like, but I'm in a situation where like, uh, oh, he said, this is his quote. He said, I'm an elite level athlete and would like to get paid like an elite level athlete. I shouldn't have to worry about if I get injured or I can't fight anymore. What the hell am I going to do? And that's kind of where a lot of these fighters are at. You know, it it is that sense of unknown, like, damn, like this injury, if this takes me out of the fight game, like, what do I fall back on? Because some of these guys don't have the schooling and don't have this, that, whatever, you know, some of these guys fighting was their only way out of those situations. Right, you know, of of a bad situation was their only chance of success, um, at least in their in their minds and stuff. And you know, he was like, "Look, he's like, I'm not asking for this these crazy money so I can ball out and stuff." He's like, "There's things I want to do." He's like, "I want to open a gym, you know, in some of these these neighborhoods." He's like, "Because I didn't have a chance to do this as an outlet back then." He was like, "You know," he started talking about all these different things he wants to do for the black community, and he wants to buy land for black people and stuff like that. He's like, I don't want to just spend my money on dumb shit. He's like, he's like, but I just am not in a position where I can afford it. He's like, my wife just had to go back to work. Like his wife just like, they have, they have three kids and like, she just got done interning and is going back to work. Yeah. That's because, because the, his previous fight before this one, he broke his hand. So he was out for an extended, he was out for an extended period of time because uh, not only did he break his hand, had to get surgery, he had to get a second surgery on it because the bone wasn't fusing well. Mm-hmm. So he was just out, you know? So, yeah. So I think hopefully it'll spark a bigger conversation and these guys will start getting paid like, you know, these boxers do and stuff like that. Cause they really are, man. They're putting their lives on the line out there. You know, anything could happen in these fights. You know, the, they try to make them as safe as possible, but these guys, are out there with four ounce gloves and trying to take each other's heads off. Um, so hopefully, you know, that conversation will continue to happen and um, yeah, these fighters can get paid. But I was going to ask you though. So since, you know, since, you know, he spoke out against, you know, Dana White in a sense, you know, we're against the UFC. Do you think that he's going to get booked less? No. No, Dana, what I've noticed about Dana doesn't really take those things personal because at the end of the day, he's just trying to book the best fight, whatever's going to make the most money. But at the end of the day, you're going to get paid what you get paid. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to fight. I'll move on to the next person. I think think he looks at it in the sense of actually a business. Things that I, what I've read about Dana, as far as like, you know, people saying, I want to get paid more and them getting paid more. I think that there has to be, the potential for you to attract attention or be a star. I think like when you look at guys like Kobe Covington, I think like, you know, you got to look at it. Unfortunately, you have to look at it like assets, right? We knew, I'm pretty sure anybody who knew the fight game knew, okay, Kobe Covington is going to be hot and cold. He's going to come in. He's going to be hot. Especially since he's got the whole Trump stick going. So let's get him now while the striking is hot. He's going to get people, he's going to get people to, you know, watch. He's going to get buzzing seats. No worries. We're going to watch for him to get his ass whooped. That's what they were. Right. Yeah. But think about it. The minute he fell off, he was back to them fight nights. Like, he hasn't done a pay-per-view in, in a minute. But well, for what? 
He's fighting for the t- he's fighting for the title next, but he did have right. to work back. But to that you know position. what I mean? Like it wasn't like he came back and was like boom, whatever. The guys who really come back after injury are the ones that you know, no matter what, are going to get you a big purse. So the right. the question is: Yes, you are an elite level talent. I will not take that away from you. But the question that you have to ask yourself, the better question that you have to ask yourself is: Is he going to put butts in seats? Yeah. If he wins the if he wins the title. If he gets that belt put around him, that's if he wins it, of course. Will you pay for that pay-per-view to watch him fight? Like, perfect right. example, what was the name of the dude? Moody, you're going you're gonna to have to. I'm, I'm going to explain it in a very weird way. Do you remember the dude that we were watching? We were watching him fight, and we were like, bro, he's smooth for no reason. He was a dude that kept doing that fake where he was pretending to punch, and he kept putting his hip into Buddy, and Buddy kept falling off of his hip onto the ground. Yeah, um, that was Leon Edwards. He fought Nate Diaz. Listen, Leon Edwards, believe it or not, he looks like the type of guy that could put butts in seats. The way he fights, his attitude, his demeanor. Like, all right, cool. Cannonier, that's how you say his name? Correct me if I'm saying it. Cannonier, yeah. He's, He's already in a loaded division. So the question is, in a loaded division... If he gets that belt, is he putting butts in seats? Not the guy he's fighting, but him. Right. That's what Dana's looking at. Dana ain't caring about you eating and shit like that. He cool. He cool with you. He gonna help you out, but you gotta line those pockets. Right. Well, and that's but that's also hard to do when the UFC doesn't even uh, promote their own fighters. Yeah, that's true. They don't. They don't have so them as separate sense. entities. So it makes it to where unless you have this over the top personality, this this wrestling type personality, you're really not going to get attention like that. Facts, at least right. at least media coverage, which is why like you speak that person you spoke or, of, Leon Edwards. Not- <laughs> right, right. Leon Leon Edwards is quietly on a ten fight win streak. Wow. Yep, and he has not seen a title fight. Wow. Well, gotta see if he can put Huh? How is he winning these fights? Dominantly. He's the one who he beat Nate Diaz ass. <laughs> like that's that's how he's winning those fights. Like he's not he's not fighting chunks. Because he was freaking he whooped his ass for the whole like first three rounds, bro. It wasn't even close. Four. The first four rounds. It was a five round fight. Yeah. It wasn't until the last it was it was four and a half because it really wasn't even until the last minute of the He of the caught fight. Leon Edwards with that little slap. Yeah, he caught Leon sleeping and yeah. Cause Leon but, was really coasting for the majority of that fight. He was coasting. Oh, he was picking him apart. But I he he's he's just done things I've never seen before. Yeah, like I've never seen that that little hip thing. That, that is still great, it still man. blows my mind. Like how? And he was doing it effectively, bro. He did that at least like twice around. Yeah, 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 it was great. You know what I mean? So I think at the end of the day, like I feel him, bro. But a lot of people are broke because you got to put butts in seats. Yeah. You got to put butts in seats, bro. You got to have well, that person. Well, and, and that was another thing he said. He's like, look, I'm not complaining. He was like, I left a six-figure job um, to fight. He's like, I love what I do. He was like, it, it would just be nice to have that security. He's like, but I'm not holding my breath or expecting it to happen. Right. So, yeah, so I, th- I think he understands that, that point of view as well. That's true. That's true. 
Maybe he's just talking now because he's like, all right, bet. You want me to put butts in the seats? I'm going to start calling your ass out. What's wrong with you, little boy? (laughs) Not then, nigga. (laughs) Humble ass jit. Oh, shit. Bad story, nigga. You better open your damn <laughs> mouth, Jit. Stupid ass. I was going to get fed around here, nigga. Facts. Y'all are the worst. No, we're not. We're pretty regular. Those we mouths do not get are fed. Pretty Art. regular. That's it. That's all That's I got, man. Is that uh, it in the sports uh, world, bitch? To be honest, yeah. Y'all ain't trying to talk about Shakira getting dusted? No? We ain't talking about it? You got you to gotta talk oh. about it. <laughs> you guys, why I said, is that, all, is that all in the sports world? Because she and me, her ass got left, my boy. Good thing we left, good thing we left this topic for last. <laughs> 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 that was good, dog. Save good. The last. Save good. the best for last. That is the name of this episode, y'all. <laughs> Save the best for last. I mean, what? How do y'all feel about it? I mean, I'm surprised she came in last. I didn't expect her to come in last. I, I didn't expect her last. No. I at least like fourth. Yeah. Yes, you know. Yeah. I, I, I was like, she's the, still finna lose to the three, but yeah, I knew the three girls from Jamaica was gonna win. But bro, they watched everyone. They watched everybody. Everybody, like she watched everybody clean. Bro, they watched. Listen, it wasn't even close. Jamaica, Jamaica, really that country when it comes to sprinting, bro. I'm sending. I'm sending. But I got any just bro. I'm sending an ad to Jamaica, man. You training, man? What's wrong with you? <laughs> You going to school in Jamaica? You training in Jamaica? Matter of fact, don't call me till you're like sixteen. Shut up, <laughs> bro. But I mean, honestly, so what do you think it was? Do you think like she got in her own head? Do you think that she stopped training? Do you think? I think she stopped training. I think yeah. I think once that shit, like she got, she like they were like, all right, you can't be in the Olympics. She just kind of stopped training, and then probably within, like, the last, I wouldn't even say month, bro. I would probably say the last, like, two weeks before, then she started training again. She yeah. like she did not seem ready. And then you saw after she got dusted, she withdrew from the 200. She didn't want that work again. Right. Well, she was going to get that work, but it was going to be even longer work. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was going to be even longer work. <laughs> she, didn't want none to, she did not want to get dusted that bad on the 200. She did not want no smoke. That shit would have been tough. But okay, so boom. So y'all say that she didn't train. Cool. Sounds great. Then why participate in the event? For her own ego, best for her to answer. Yeah, yeah, I say that was probably an ego thing for her. She was you saw the whole Olympics, she hit niggas with the you y'all miss me yet, all that extra shit. Like she probably really thought she could beat these women, like, or she was really like that. You've never seen these women before. Yeah, you, you never, never raised like you might have raced in college. You might have been five, new. but it's yeah, these these is pros. You let America fool you into thinking that we we that y'all like that up here when there's a whole other country of people that y'all don't be watching for real that do this for real. 
they're pros. Like they, they, they travel, they travel the world and exactly. race. This is, and what they, this is what they get paid to do. Yeah. We did it with A. We did it. We did it with Tyson. We did it with Gatlin. We did it with all. We hyped all them boys up just to get. When they get but, to what, the, but what's crazy is is that those guys, even though you're saying those names like Tyson Gay and Justin Gatlin and all these other guys, they placed. Yeah, they still medals, man. They placed. The way we hype as if like you're gonna win, like you're you could go in there and literally beat these dudes. And her, she's young and took that on some like, yeah, I'm like that. Like, no, you need to do your research on who you out there facing. You need to do your research, 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 research. research, research. Them women are out there training just to beat your ass. That's because they want to make America look stupid. They thrive on making America look goofy as hell. Make America look. They goofy. really do. I mean, because we we really talk a lot of shit. Talking that cash, like the minute she was going, you should see how many people I had conversations with. They had the nerve to be like, "Bro, you swear if, if so, Shakari go, you don't think she'll make a, you don't think it'd be a better." No, the only reason you think it is is because we're hyping her this much right now, right? Because she's this this college phenom that's coming. Like, bro, stop. And you want to know? You want to know what else too? This is what I'm. This this is what I'm gonna put out there. Also, we gotta we gotta act like we like we're not the only ones with access to social media. I don't think these Jamaican sprinters didn't see people hyping this girl up like she already done won the race. Right. Like they didn't just last year come in like last Olympics and the Olympics before that and the Olympics before that. They weren't placing in the top four consistently. Y'all, and then on top of it, and that's why I love the girl that won both times is because the same thing, she watching these niggas talk about Shelly Ann Frazier Price like she don't exist. I was like, y'all talking about her like I didn't win the gold medal last time. Right. I'm the one in the gold medal. Y'all talking about some Shelly Ann Frazier I'm the one you gotta get, I'm the one you gotta get through. Right. Like, it's me. It's really me for real. It's really Elaine Thompson for real. I don't know what y'all talking about and the, the Shelly Ann for. And then I don't even know who the third one is. She's probably going to be the next one up. No, she's, <laughs> like, she's bro, I think she's like 23. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And they all bad. They got this little light skin. Oh. Oh. All right. This conversation went low. <laughs> I mean, listen, if he think they bad, he think they bad. What y'all? What y'all? Hey, bro. I just didn't know that's where the combo was going. <laughs> listen, hey, if he think they bad, they bad. I'm proud, bro, at least. I so agree. You Shakira need to be a little humble. Cause even the way she lost, the way she was responding after she lost, it's like, girl, you about to be eight You, you would have thought she uh, came in like top five. And she cussed too, which. Yeah, why are you even getting interviewed? I was like, bro, where is your team? Why are you where even getting. Where is your team, bro, to let since you know? They, like, Since when did they interview last place? Why? Because oh, of the hype that she has behind her name. Because, because of all it's, the, it's it's um, American um, it's American press too. That matters. It's American press. She should have walked over for the interview. They, they should have been like, "No, we good." <laughs> no, no, we yeah, got it. We got it. We got it, champ. Yeah, they should have done that. That would have been lit. I don't know. Let me see that footage, fam. <laughs> like for what it's worth, like I'm not mad at her confidence. I don't want to sit here and make it sound like I'm bashing or anything like that. I'm not. It's just like it's just like at the end of the day, like you knew the vibes. Like this is what you do. Like you got to be you. You you are saying the right things in the sense of what you should be saying. Like behind closed doors, I think at the end of the day, like you you had a bad showing. It wasn't like it wasn't like you got fourth place behind those three and it was dumb close. 
like split seconds apart. Like you got burned. Like you lost by ten years. Why you still got all this energy? Yeah, bro. Like that's the only that's the only thing I did not like. Like if that was my dog, that's definitely something I would have said. Like I don't know, your dog. I don't know if you would have been saying all that the way you just got dusted now, bro. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta chill you gotta chill, my G. You gotta chill on that one right there. Run that run that back. Talk all the shit you want. <laughs> Bitch. Please. Where's she you from? Can't talk all the shit. I can't talk all the shit I want. You you came in last, bit dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, you came in last fucking place. Not third, fifth, seventh, eighth. Very dead. And you got burnt by everybody, by people that people don't even know. It's the, it's, it's the big dog for me. Right, man. You got burnt, big dog. Like, plain as <laughs> You got burnt out your thoughts. Oh, man. That's funny, bro. Like, badly. And, like, the way the way she burnt, the way the Jamaicans burnt her, it's like on some, you can never beat me in a race ever unless something happens to me. Yeah, facts. That's the only way you'll ever beat me in a race if something happens to me because... In life, if I beat somebody by 10 bodies, there's no way they should ever be able to beat me again unless they on some roids. Oh, shit. So, let me ask y'all this. If y'all in her position, you see that it's going, it's going bad fast. Like, it's going bad really fast. Are you pretending to be hurt, or are you just going to take that out? Oh, I'm easily grabbing my hamstring. I, I was waiting for the hammy grab. Oh, I'm, yeah, grabbing, I'm grabbing my hammy all day. You're not about to bury me like that and think yeah. I ain't grabbing my hand. I'm grabbing the shit out of my hand. I've done it before. Shit. Bro, we had a, when we did it, cappers, when the cappers had their little, their little track and shit, I, I last minute tried to hop in the 100 thinking I was still like that. Started off 10 yards nicely. <laughs> By the time I got to that 30, I started seeing bodies pass where I hit a mean left. <laughs> right off the fucking field. Like y'all not about to. I, there's a bunch of there's a crowd waiting at the finish line. Y'all not about to see me coming right. over there. But I need a stretcher. Yeah, you gotta get the whole everything out there for me. Ah, my leg. I'm hurt, bit all. I'm hurt. I'm coll- bro. I'm collapsing, and I ain't gonna be responding responding to nothing they say. I'm just gonna be ah ah. I'm in such pain. <laughs> Help I'm me. hurt. I'm hurt, bit all. Help me. Yeah, I was waiting for the hammy grab. That's what I was waiting for. And just be like, you know, these injuries happen to the best of us, whatever. I'd have been like, you know, great. I'm going to keep the hype machine on you for a little bit longer. Shit crazy. That one for me, bit dog. Yeah, it was was a pretty bad loss. I ain't going to lie to you. It It was a pretty bad loss. Like she, she, it was bad. I'm gonna tell you how bad it was. So when I watched the footage, I didn't see the, I didn't see the, uh, the place of of Shakira. I just saw that they said Jamaica one two three. So I was like, all right, bet. I'm like, sure, Shakira's not too far behind. I'm watching this hundred, and you know how the hundred is like the slowest, fastest thing in the world. Like although it's fast, you can really watch how things break down. Wins like. Yeah, so I'm watching this shit, and I'm like, all right, bet. Like, no worries. Like, you know, I see one, two, three. 
I look back behind him to see four. I'm like, that's not the United States. I look back one more. That's not the United States. I look back one more. That's not the United States. I was like, no way. And I'm watching her snailing. And I'm like, yo. She won our, like, I was like, this is the girl that won our shit. Like, she was supposed to represent the United States. And would have got dusted in the Olympics, Olympics, bro. Would have won in the Olympics and got dusted. See how God worked? You snap. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, now let's take us home, Bill. Bro, you snap right there. See how God works. <laughs> Dan, you're just giving us nothing but just great titles for our I show know, right now. Either one, bro, could work. So she need to be saying thank you every day. Because she right. came home. She would have came home to some death threats, boy. We went to the room. You niggas need to let your ass have. Don't let them crackers see you not representing their country well. That's funny. All right. So today, underrated bars of fame. We're going to to the A. We got Outcast on on today's episode with the song "Mighty O." It is the first. Single off of Outcast's final studio album, Idlewild, which was a pretty good movie if you haven't seen it. Um, Buddha, you're the movie buff. What did you think about Idlewild? Um, honestly, it's been, I haven't. I don't remember it. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. From I what really I remember, remember, that was the one where Andre Three Thousand is the son of a funeral home dude, and he wants to play music yeah. and all that stuff. And Big Boy's like the hustler or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember some of it. I remember, of course, so. big, of course, big boys, honestly. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> the song received a Grammy nomination for best rap performance by a duo or group in 2007. Do you know who he lost to? Chameleonaire's smash hit, Ryden. Bitch. I go a lot of you. For what really? is worth that song? That song was good. Get me riding dirty. Alright, here we go. Mighty O outcast. Mighty ID ID I Odio Odio. Mighty ID Odio Odio Odio. Mighty ID I Odio Obviously it's Mighty O for the hook. First verse Andre 2000. You ain't a hater, can't tell. Either wish me well, go to hell, or go to Yale. Study human behavior so that you know who the hell you dealing with ain't nutty, but the study gonna veal. My relative in jail, ha, stay engaged to whatever make money. Now he married to that cage. Divorce is not an option and prenuptial is void. Eat up whatever rapper, but I'm tangled in my cord. Bored, kind of like a knight with his sword. Without a dragon to battle, so I'm running from a shadow. An impossible feat and I repeat. An impossible feat and I repeat. An impossible feat, and I repeat. The damsels in distress, but they a mess. They only like my armor, and that I'm a performer. They read one magazine and want to think they're getting warmer. They're only getting colder. Hell, maybe I should throw a double diamond party in the North Pole, invite all the writers and journalists, even biters will tournament, to see who can be me. Better than me is permanent. Smile on my face because you said you don't like my style. That's okay, but just make sure you don't touch that dial, and we'll be cool. Touch it and use a fool. Look, I'll get you hooked. Y'all crooks might even move to Atlanta, Georgia. Get a wife and daughter. Start a new life and all that wrong will and all that wrong you do, you'll make it right. But hell, all is a dream. I wear the crown, I'm king. 
Respect is mandatory. End of the story. Go fly a kite. Category ain't got none. You know I'm right. And then my di 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 Verse two, big boy. Congratulations, I'm a player. I thought you were one too, but now I hear you loud and clear. Subliminal, criminal minded, this will be aware. Black dog broke out the pits and told your ass is about to tear. Intended for anyone filling out this application, an estimate is needed for your underestimation. I'm firing on the spot. Go back and check your calculations. Like a sniper in the bushes with that rifle, I've been patiently waiting. Now that's a virtue, because nigga, I hurt you. Like a president's approval rating by serving your ass with words, fool. Slam your back to the curb, bruh, sanitation worker. Because you're trash. I'm taking out all the trash and all trash get mashed and compacted because it's no longer valid. Go ahead, recycle, repackage, then put it back in my cabinet. Boy, that's germs. I'm fresh about the store every time that, that B.I.G. go hard every rhyme. Crowns all around. I'm right after Martin Luther. No junior period, senior, because Bamboo is Antoine Jr. Dungeon family and biologicals intact. Talk bad about the fam. Catch a diabolical attack. No gats or no raps, you get slapped about that. As a matter of fact, no fiction, Rumpelstiltskin, you whack. Decipher words just like Lakota Da Vinci, don't go against me, Kane. I want you to go out there, kill the marks, and come back. Is you with me? My T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-D-O. The worst thing since crack cocaine distributed to the poor by the government. Oh, I meant, but don't nobody know. Conspiracy theory, you be the judge. Nobody's slow. My T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-